0: From Podcast
1: One. Coming up in this episode of Target USA.
0: And at at about 9.40 in the morning, there's a knock on my door. I open the door and the general manager of the hotel is standing there with two uniformed police officers.
1: That is Bill Browder, CEO and co-founder of Hermitage Capital Management. He's wanted in Russia, and he says Russia's fraudulently used Interpol to try to get him. And this time, they almost succeeded. And
0: I, uh, they asked me for my identification. I show them my ID. They compare it with a piece of paper they have. And then they say, Mr. Browder, you're under arrest. And I said, what for? And they said, Interpol, Russia.
1: He was in Madrid at the time. This was the sixth time that Russia's tried to use Interpol to get a hold of him. And wait till you hear about the policemen that were a part of this episode.
0: And so my heart was beating hard. We were driving through the streets of Old Madrid in what well, looked like a police car. They and they had the sirens on. And then we strangely um, came to a, a, a square and they stopped. And, and it wasn't in front of a police station. And and they told me to get out of the car.
1: Details on what happened then. Coming up on this edition of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA, the National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. According to many observers, Bill Browder is the most wanted man in Russia. He's been on this program twice, Episode 110 and Episode 123. In both, he's talked about how he believes Vladimir Putin has commissioned more than 250 people to look for him, spending millions of dollars following him around the world. And the reason is the Magnitsky Act, named for Browder's former accountant and attorney Sergei Magnitsky, who exposed rampant corruption in the Russian government and was later killed in the custody of Russian officials. Browder spearheaded an effort that's become law in the U.S. and in other countries around the world called the Magnitsky Act to punish Russia with sanctions for the activity that led to Sergei Magnitsky's death. For that, he says, he's become number one on Vladimir Putin's most wanted list. In fact, Russia's prosecutor general said Bill Browder will not be able to sleep at night. They've gone through extensive efforts to get him in custody using the interpol red notice system to try to track him down they've done it five times and when this program was taped in late june but never podcast Browder told us russia had just attempted for the sixth time to use interpol to capture him this program is all about the harrowing details that happened during that particular situation here's our conversation bill it looks as though as you have said on numerous occasions the russians are continuing to hound you and i saw a comment from uh... the russian uh... prosecutor general saying something to the effect that uh... they're not going to let you rest so tell us about the knock at your door in your your madrid hotel room uh, on that wednesday morning so about three weeks ago i was um, in madrid
0: spain i was there to meet with the um, chief spanish prosecutor in charge of prosecuting russian organized crime and i we had discovered evidence um, that the money that had been stolen from russia um, that my lawyer sergey magnitsky had discovered and exposed and was killed over had gone to spain and so i was sharing that information with the prosecutor there's about 30 million euros gone gone to spain i had an appointment with the prosecutor at 11 a.m in the morning on the 30th of May, um, I'm in my hotel room in Madrid, and at, at about 940 in the morning, there's a knock on my door. I open the door, and the general manager of the hotel is standing there with two uniformed police officers. And I, uh, they ask me for my identification. I show them my ID. They compare it with a piece of paper they have, and then they say, Mr. Browder, you're under arrest. And I said, what for? And they said, Interpol Russia. And that was the moment that the um, the Russians, uh, the Russian government, had gone after me using Interpol, or I should say abusing Interpol for the sixth time to try to, try to get me arrested because I've exposed this enormous crime that led to the murder of my lawyer, Sergei Magnitsky.
1: The people at the hotel were, were confused about what happened. Is that correct, the general manager, based on what I read?
0: Well so nobody really knew what was going on and 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 I, so fortunately the general manager of the hotel he um he convinced them to let me pack my bags I think mean, partly because he didn't want to have the room occupied with my stuff if I was being arrested. So while I was packing my bags I had the opportunity to tweet out that I was being arrested which completely changed the course of events to what would have happened. And so yeah. I was I had I had an opportunity to tweet out that I was being arrested. And then when I was in the back of the police car, they had still hadn't taken away my phone. I actually took a picture and tweeted that out. And, um, uh, and then shortly after that, my lawyer called me up. And, and that that's when they learned that I still had my phone. They pulled over the car. They then patted me down, took my phone away. Um, but it was all very confusing. Um, and my, 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 and not, not just confusing, but a bit worrying. Because I thought that you know maybe this wasn't a real arrest because the Russians have been trying to get me for a long time in every different way, including kidnapping. And I thought, wait a second, what if these guys are just dressed up as Spanish police officers? And this is really an illegal Russian rendition
1: effort. So Bill, my, my, go ahead.
0: And so my heart was beating hard, and we were driving through the streets of Old Madrid in what looked like a police car, and they had, they had the sirens on. And then we strangely... Um, came to a, a, a square, and they stopped, and, and it wasn't in front of a police station. and And they told me to get out of the car. I got out, and 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 I and I was very confused. And they said, "Medical exam." And these guys didn't speak English very well. And I said, "No medical exam." And I said, "I want to speak to my lawyer." They said, "No lawyer." And we had this standoff. And I was thinking to myself, I'm, "There's no way I'm going to go into that building with these guys who claim they're cops." For a quote medical exam because the last thing because you know next thing i know i'm injected with something and i, I'm, I wake up on a, in a floor of a cell in moscow and so i stood there and i was ready to you know i was going to do whatever i had to do to make sure i didn't go to that building and uh and then the standoff they they made some phone calls and they were all in a sort of state and then they, they eventually told me to get back into the car i got back into the car they put the lights on and the sirens and we, d- we drove through the streets again and finally, when we come to the real police station, that's when I calmed down because I thought, OK, this is a real legit operation. You know, whatever legal issues I have can be solved. But as long as it's not an a, a illegal rendition.
1: So where were you? Where did they stop? Do you, did you ever find out where they took you previously first?
0: Uh, uh, I, 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 to, to this day, I don't know. I mean, we're, this, these are all questions that we, we will get to the, the bottom of because these are highly important questions to understand what what was really going on um but um uh but in in any case they they were clearly police officers they were clearly um uh and i clearly ended up at the police station and at the police station then um they they then presented me with a document which said i'd been arrested um based on a russian allegation of fraud Um, russia had gone to interpol and uh and then i sat there and they were they were then asked me for a copy of my passport and Started to process me, and about a, an hour into this thing, um, uh, uh, they get a phone call from Interpol saying release him right away, mm-hmm. and that's when the whole thing ended. And so the whole thing lasted for a little less than two hours, and I was actually able to get to my meeting with the head of the um, uh, the prosecutor, the the prosecutor guy who was from the going after the Russian organized crime. I got to him about forty minutes late, and I should say he was deeply mortified that that here he is prosecuting Russian organized crime and, and the Russian organized criminals have effectively abused the Spanish police system to arrest one of his key witnesses. And then, as you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, the, the general prosecutor of Russia, Yuri Chaika, gave a press conference, um, a very angry press conference, where he said that Russia is going to redouble its efforts to have me arrested and that I shouldn't sleep peacefully at night.
1: That means basically, if they're going to redouble their efforts, that means a hundred million dollars they're, they're going to spend, and maybe five hundred people around the world working on your case. What does that? What does that redouble mean to you?
0: Well, it means that that um, I, I don't know if those numbers you're quoting are the right numbers, but what it means is that um, this is a high priority. This is a Vladimir Putin priority, uh, as you w- will remember. Uh, Vladimir Putin sent his lawyer Natalia Veselnitskaya to Trump Tower to um, have the Magnitsky Act repealed and to try to have me arrested. And so, um, whatever they've been doing, <laughs> uh, which is a lot, they're going to do a lot more. Which, um, which means I've got to be on my toes and, and keep my eyes peeled for, for future uh, actions and yeah. and uh, and uh, initiatives from Russia.
1: That's Bill Browder, CEO and co-founder of Hermitage Capital Management, who says he's number one on Vladimir Putin's most wanted list and says that Russia has inappropriately used Interpol's red notice system six times to try to get it. And when we come back, we'll talk with him about President Trump's relationship with Vladimir Putin and the attention he's gotten as a result.
0: He doesn't deserve this legitimacy at all. He's a murderer. He's a criminal. He's the head of the biggest
1: criminal syndicate in the world. That part of the story coming up when we continue with Target USA. The National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA the National Security podcast Bill Browder, CEO and co-founder of Hermitage Capital Management, has been the victim of what he calls several illegal red notice attempts by the Russian government to get him into custody. The last he told us about on this program was number 6. He got a knock on his hotel room door in Madrid at 9:40 in the morning. He was told to pack up and come with the authorities. It almost worked this time, but somehow he managed to tweet out a picture, start a huge international furor, and somehow he was let go. Now, as we continue our conversation, he talks about Vladimir Putin actually seizing on the opportunity to legitimize his activities. And the most legitimate opportunity for him was meeting with President Donald Trump. Our conversation took place just a couple of weeks before President Trump went to Helsinki to meet with Russian President Putin. And it's almost a certainty that somewhere in their conversation, uh, sanctions likely came up, even though we still don't know what exactly took place. But any discussion between the two about lifting sanctions on Russia was a great concern to Bill Browder.
0: Oh, well, I'm, I'm gravely concerned about the meeting. Um, uh, I, I don't like to see. Uh, so Vladimir Putin has caused all the trouble in the world. He's he's you know, we didn't invade Ukraine. He did. We didn't shoot down MH17, he did. <laughs> we didn't meddle in the elections all over the world, he did. We didn't cheat in the Olympics, he did. So Vladimir Putin has a sort of long history of doing a lot of bad stuff, which has created all the tensions. So the only way to de-escalate the tensions is to bring back uh, you know, uh, the territorial integrity of Ukraine, to bring back the territorial integrity of Georgia, to withdraw his troops from Syria, um, to... Um make recompense with victims of m h seventeen and all those things. Um, this idea that you could just gloss it all over and have a pageantry of of, of of summits doesn't doesn't ring very true to me and nor to anybody else who's who's a uh, follower of Vladimir Putin and of Russia. Um, as far as sanctions are concerned, I'm not at all worried about that for one simple reason, um because uh, a year ago, um, uh, the Senate voted 98 to 2 to take away any power for the executive to repeal sanctions. And the House was, I think, um, 413 to, to 3 or 4 or something like that. And so basically uh, sanctions will not be lifted and and Trump doesn't have the ability to lift sanctions. So that's not on the table. And if, it, if he mm-hmm. puts it on the table, he'll be deeply um, shocked and humiliated by by the fact that that congress will not cooperate with him yeah. on
1: that. Speaking of Mr. Trump, what do you make of his unwillingness it seems to accept the intelligence community's well documented uh, assessment that Russia meddled in the election about his willingness to to not challenge Putin on anything that he's doing in these in these areas that you've mentioned uh, around the world and the things that have been done. What do you make of why he is continuing to seek meetings with him, interested in normalization? Is there something more than just what we hear him and uh, National Security Advisor John Bolton say, and that is it's just a good thing to meet with Russia?
0: Well, um, it's definitely not a good thing to meet with Russia if it legitimizes Russia. And I know John Bolton personally, and I know that um, at least um, up until when I knew him, I haven't spoken to him since he joined the Trump administration, he was a, 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 a hardline uh, Russian hawk who, who didn't have a, uh, you know, who, who thought that Vladimir Putin was one of the, the biggest sources of evil in the world. What so turned him around? I, I well, I mean, he's he's now um, not he's, he's not speaking on his own behalf. He's speaking on behalf of his um, president. I mean, you know, if uh, you know so, so far, uh, other than saying that, 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 that it's it's helpful to have a meeting, he hasn't he hasn't fully discredited himself with with in this situation. Um, and I hope he doesn't because he, he and I saw completely eye to eye on, on, on Putin and Russia before, um, I don't know why, why Donald Trump says all this, this flattering stuff about, uh, Putin. Um, I, I, am I'm comforted, um, by, by, by the, uh, uh, checks and balances that still exist, um, uh, to making sure that, that, um, whatever, whatever misguided uh, ideas that, that, Donald Trump has on Vladimir Putin, that none of it changes policy. And and the most important policy is sanctions policy, which will not change, as I mentioned, because Congress is not going to change the sanctions policy. I'm also not worrying about Russia joining the G8, as was suggested, because there are are six other members at the moment of the G7 who don't want Russia to join. Um, And so I don't think that's going to happen. And I'm also not particularly worried about um, NATO because um, uh, I don't believe that, that um, uh, uh, any other member of NATO is going to um, uh, withdraw from NATO. And I don't think that Trump is going to withdraw from NATO because that, that would just be t- too crazy and too too radical. And so the sort of fundamental building blocks are going to stay in place. You know, there is some worry about Ukraine and what, what grand bargains might be agreed to in terms of supporting uh, the military in Ukraine. And then most importantly, I, I don't think, I actually don't think there's going to be any, any of these substantive um, uh, capitulations. But but what, what, what I am concerned about is that this this summit um, is just handing uh, an, an enormous legitimacy victory to Vladimir Putin. Here's the guy who has done all these terrible things. He's invaded foreign countries, bombing innocent women and children in Syria. He's meddling in everybody's elections. And all of a sudden, he has the World Cup, and that, now he, he's been given an audience by the the most important um, person in the free world um, as as effectively and equal, that's just not a legitimacy he should be afforded right now.
1: What do you think about any legitimacy that could be uh, gleaned from having the World Cup and having this meeting and having all of the attention that's been given uh, to him because of his relationship with Mr. Trump, um, given the things you've said about what he's done wrong and given what you and everyone— uh, who pretty much has been watching uh, the U.S.-Russia uh, probe, all of the misgivings that that, that, that have been played out there. Uh, the question that I'm getting at here is, does he really get anything from this, Mr. Putin and, and Russia, because of all of the questions about how he got what he got and how what it is that he's doing and the reasons behind it and all of the victims that uh, have come about? Does he get anything positive? By any of this, Putin gets everything positive from all this. This is an enormous um, uh,
0: victory for him to have this summit. It's, a, it's an enormous victory for him in, in his own, uh, among his own people, and it's an enormous victory um, against all people like me who are fighting him because he doesn't deserve this. He doesn't deserve this legitimacy at all. He's a murderer. He's a criminal. He's the head of the biggest criminal syndicate in the world, and to be treated as a as a fetid head of a, a legitimate sovereign state on an equal status the United States is completely an unaccept, uh, unacceptable to anybody who knows about Russia and about Vladimir Putin. And to give him this legitimacy is a huge grave error. And and I know that, that I'm not the only one thinking this. And, and I would imagine that just about everybody everywhere is thinking of this, including most members of the U.S. government.
1: Okay, well, they they see this, but they understand that it's you know, yeah, he he gets what you just said. He gets all of that stuff, but then they still know what you just said about him. You know, about his about his complicity in some really bad things. But I guess that really doesn't matter if people aren't willing to act on it, huh? Um,
0: well, at the end of the day, um, you know, all this is just short-term theatrics. At the end of the day, the only person who's going to be able to change Russia's behavior, or, 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 or I should say, Russia's situation in the world is vladimir putin if he wants to make right um, all the wrongs you know there, there are certain actions he can take he can, he, he can withdraw from ukraine he can uh, he can pay off the uh, victims of the families of mh-17 and so on and so forth but um, he's the one who has to fix this problem it's not anyone else's situation to fix
1: yeah one uh, one more uh, line of questioning i said to you i would get back to your situation um with the sixth and seventh notices from interpol You know, it seems to me, just based on the short amount of time we've been talking since April of 2018, or February, I believe, um, there's been, as Yuri Chaika said recently, they were going to intensify their operations. It seems as though, to me, this last one was pretty intense. Um, Had you experienced anything remotely similar to what took place in Spain, where you weren't even sure if you were in the custody of the real police before that in that episode?
0: No, this is by far the more serious uh, breach of my safety and security that's happened since this whole uh, conflict started 10 years ago. This is as close as they've ever gotten. Um, and, um, it, and it really does um, elevate, um, you know, my, my defenses um, to make sure that it doesn't happen again. It, it, it was uh, it could have gone horribly wrong if, if it had been a slightly different
1: situation. Give, you know, obviously you're going to make changes and have made changes already because of this. But I'm just wondering, uh, how far are you going to go to figure out what took place with this situation? Or or do you are you comfortable now knowing that this was just a mix-up um, that the police engaged in and that these people were really police officers?
0: Well, they're definitely police officers. The question was, why were they acting on a Russian Interpol arrest warrant when, when anybody could have gone on to the—anybody in Spain in the police— had they gone onto Interpol's website, they would have seen a, 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 my name on the website um, with a special notice saying that countries should not act on Russian Interpol arrest warrants. That's the the key question. Do you so think the, so? So it, it's either somebody was was um, th- that they got to somebody, or there was there was some gross incompetence inside the Spanish police. I'd rather I, I'm hoping it's gross incompetence, not somebody got to somebody, um, but we were not letting it rest. All right. Bill, thank you for your
1: time. Thank you. That's Bill Browder, CEO and co-founder of Hermitage Capital Management, who says he's number one on Vladimir Putin's most wanted list and says that Russia has inappropriately used Interpol's red notice system six times to try to get it. That's it for this episode. Coming up on our next program, whether it's terrorism, anarchist, cyber criminals, nation states, intelligence, or the U.S.'s own counterintelligence drama that's playing out in the Congress. Join us on Target USA for the latest. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Please, subscribe to our podcast, and also let me know what you think. Send me an email at jgreen at WTOP.com. That's the letter J, the color green, at Whiskey Tango Oscar Papa, jgreen@wtop.com. at WTOP.com. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. If you like my show, you're going to love The First Degree with Jack Vanek and Alexis Linkletter. The host of Lady Gang teams up with her best friend, true crime TV producer, to explore stories of the craziest crimes, cults, and conspiracies imaginable with renowned crime journalist Billy Jensen and talk to the once ordinary people who were one degree away from those stories. And who knows, you may even wind up being their next guest. Check out The First Degree every Wednesday, only on Podcast One. Now, stay tuned for the latest headlines from the Associated Press.
2: To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health.